Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. Jump ship incoming. Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio. This is episode 27. Can you believe we got to 27? Ooh, My, name's yeah. Ro- <laughs> My name's Rob. I'm Brian. And I'm Chopper. So we made it to episode 27, and uh, yeah, we're going to have... Uh, Season 3, episode 3. <laughs> I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun-filled fun show, and uh, maybe we'll talk about some stuff. I have a lot to talk about uh, with my other stuff, so hopefully you guys did something. Did you guys do something this time? Uh, I, I may have. I, I might actually have something to report. <laughs> Yay. Egg, excellent. I've done some other things. I have not worked on much. Oh, well. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. So we'll be back with uh, Dropship. Dropship Landing. And welcome to the Dropship. This is what we're working on. Who is going to start today? Brian, I know you have something, so I'm going to go to Pat. Pat, what have you been working on? <laughs> <laughs> I actually almost zeroly nothing because I have uh, uh, switched years in my life and I am now working day shift oh no yeah so I'm still trying to get my body used to get up at what time I would normally be going to bed Uh, so in that case then things are all iffy and wonky and I haven't even made it down the basement in I would say probably three weeks I think I went down to the basement just to do laundry that's about it (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, pretty much literally nothing as far as modeling and stuff is concerned. Uh, I, I do, I'm starting to get the itch now again, uh, which I'm hoping means that things in my life are starting to reach an equilibrium now where my body's used to everything. So, um, here's hoping for that. That'd be nice. (laughs) Yep. That'd be good. Yeah, so honestly, nothing, just nothing. Oh, well. I don't, oh. I don't know how much more, I don't know how much more nothing I can explain. <laughs> None more. I'll go next. I, uh, I 3D printed a Marauder and a Mad Cat a while ago. I think we talked about it in 28 millimeter scale, so big. And I finally painted them. And I posted the pictures on the Facebook page and in oh. the Discord. How did I and miss I, that? You saw you were together when we painted them. No, how did, I didn't see you posted though. How did I miss the posts? I'm pretty sure I posted it. It's been a while now. I, I uh, think you did. I definitely did. <laughs> and my Marauder I did as the Calhounds, so it's red and black. And my Mad Cat I did Clan Wolf Beta, so it's it's kind of beigeish on top and and a charcoal on the bottom. And I like them. They're on my shelf with my BattleTech stuff now. Uh, I also 3D printed a Ed 209 that is huge. I'm in the process yeah. of painting him now. I remember you doing the Ed 209. Yeah, he he took a while. Each each limb took like days, and he's quite large, so he's gonna be fun. And uh, then I've been 3D printing random mechs, just ones I found on Thingiverse or stuff. Just random mechs that I found, and some BattleTech stuff. Not much though, but mostly just random stuff. So that's my all my working on has been has been. Print 3D printed stuff. I don't think yeah, I've don't, actually bought a model in a while. I don't think you posted your pics of those 
mechs, those Battletech mechs on the page. I almost guarantee I have. I am past the Kickstarter. I'm past the last episode. I may post them before the last episode. Maybe I, did I talk about them last episode? <laughs> I think we talked about it because I painted mine last episode. Yeah, I was in the process of painting them. Yeah. So now, yeah, I've reached my uh, my painted marauder. Well, if I didn't post them, they'll be up before these people even <laughs> know. It's or true. will they? They're definitely on the Discord. I know we post them there. See, more reason to go to Discord, mm. people. Join our Discord. Yeah. They're right here. I post them on July 26th. Aha! Uh-huh. I'm it's... not crazy. I knew I wasn't crazy. <laughs> uh, Brian, please let us know what you indeed did work on. Okay, well, like, I got a little bit of the hobby bug, and um, I did a couple of things, actually. The uh, One of the first things I did was a... Uh, uh, you guys are familiar with Uncertain Scenery, um, mm-hmm. but basically it's this really cool MDF, uh, like, um, board sets, basically, you can get for a variety of games, including, um, I think they have some 15mm scale... And then 28 millimeter scale. But one of, um, I can't even say recent updates he did because I got these a while ago, is uh, the the guy's a, uh, an engineer and he's like, the, this MDF is like high quality. It's really solid. And, uh, and sorry, I just saw a notification. Yeah, I, po- um, I, I sent Pat the uh, pictures that I posted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was scrolled up, so it's just like, Brian, let us know when you're ready. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Uncertain Scenery, it's great stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he did uh, some roadways a while back, and I had um, bought a bunch of them, and they'd just been kind of sitting in storage, and I just kind of got the bug, and I'm just like, I'm going to actually put these together. Uh, so I did uh, the roadways, a while back, and then I did uh, a couple of these like T sections tunnel systems that he's uh, put together that are really, really cool. Uh, so basically, what it means in in terms of like a game like Dead Zone, which is played by on a two foot by two foot, uh, basically I've got five of these boards that fit that um, at one foot a piece. So basically, I can do a whole game of Dead Zone with these uh, board pieces, which all fit together and line up and it's just really cool looking and uh but yeah uh so that was that was one thing so i have some roadways now and um and then one of the other things is i finally got around to assembling my escaflone kit uh and that was a lot of fun Uh, i just kind of picked it up one one day i'm like all right it's time to finally put this thing together and um it was uh, it was kind of nice because it had uh, some of the the detail already painted on it. So things like on its faceplate, there's some uh, finer uh, lining and stuff like that. Um, it does that fun thing where you have like stickers to go behind shiny things, so that you have like reflective stickers and then translucent like crystals uh, that you put on. To I don't know if you've you guys have kind of seen the um, the kit now and as well as the the animator or what have you um, but it's got like you know it's all magically powered as opposed to any kind of nuclear <laughs> thing going on 
And so it's it's a pretty awesome kit. It's pretty poseable. Um, my only like like a little critique I had was that the uh, they gave you a a cloth cape and mm. a plastic cape. Um, uh, and the plastic cape uh, is all red, and it has some some of the finer details like on the back where like little clippies would be uh, for the cape itself. But the cape is two-tone. It's supposed to be red and, like, dark blue. Uh-huh. The cloth cape is, but it lacks those little details. Mm. They <laughs> um, want you so to paint it. Like, That's the problem. <laughs> the The instructions, like all the pictures that they show, have the plastic cape on, but with it painted. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, ah. And I don't You'd really just... have paint that's, I think, good for those models right now. Uh, you can use regular – Pat, you use this for regular airbrush paint, like regular – Well, I don't have an airbrush. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean just like that's just regular uh, acrylic paint or whatever, right? Yeah. You just get – afterwards, you just have to hit it with some gloss or something to make it look the same as the rest. Well, I guess a cape, you don't want it glossy. You want it matte. Yeah. yeah. I just – when I saw that uh, kit, it looked like a Bandai kit, the way it was assembled. Like you showed the assemble stuff and I it, it looked very familiar, but then I'm amazed it's not Bandai. Yeah, it's um, I forget what the, the yeah it's some it I remember looking it up. It's some weird name, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, it it you know it kind of has that internal skeleton uh, that's pretty common, uh, where it lets you do posable joints for things like the wrists and the elbows, shoulders, things like that. Had kind of creative ways to to include some of the the finer elements like the. Uh, like the big jewel that's on its chest, uh, is like a, a clip on to, to the mm-hmm. front of it. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a fun kit. I got it. I still have it out. And, um, I think the only other thing that was, uh, like I had a little trouble with was the, the sword was on its, uh, you know, the, the sprue for it and the sword came painted, mm. um, but like if the the molding connectors were like yeah. partway down the blade, yeah, so it, it, it chipped it off a bit. Yeah, it chipped a, a little bit on the blade part, but yeah, it's funny but when they do that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's a really nice kit. Yeah, that's uh, a like really good kit. Uh, the company's Modroid. Modroid. Is that the company who makes it? I'm looking at the box right now that you posted. And I think it's Modroid, if that's the company name. It looks like it, but it's cool. Yeah, it's got some uh, some clear clear plastic stuff on it and some accents, so it's neat. And I I should also specify because it happens in the show. This is not a transforming uh, mm. figure. <laughs> uh, in in the show, that it could turn into like a little dragon form. Yeah, that's right. And fly around. That would be a little tricky to pull off with this kid. <laughs> it's so long since I've actually watched a... Oh, Good Smile Company is. It looks like Good that's... Good Smile. Modroid must be the type of mech and then, like, the type of the line or whatever, but yeah. Good Smile, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks cool. And where'd you get that from? Uh, I got that from uh, Hobby or HLJ.com, so yeah. Hobby Link Japan. So you actually got it, yeah, shipped over? Yep. I pre-ordered that one way back in the day. Were they all the instructions in Japanese? Yes. Yeah, I've had a few kids <laughs> like that. 
It's it's usually all right. You can follow the instructions. And it had some um, optional like gluing mm. uh, bits, but for the most part, it, it snapped together just fine. So I love when there's like an exclamation, and you're like, I wonder what that means. <laughs> <laughs> right. It means glue. Yeah. But uh, the only other thing I, I can think of that I've worked on was um, the two of my striders for Dead Zone, uh, my kind of more famous goof and uh, uh, Easy 8 um, strider kits, uh, had uh, fallen on some hard times and, and uh, some of their, their joints were getting some wear and tear, so... Uh, some of like the arms were falling off and stuff like that, so I had to green stuff them back to back to health. Oh yeah, yeah. Just some uh, maintenance. Mm-hmm. Eventually, though, I I do want to do my next pass at doing like one of those kind of theme Strider kits, uh, and I think it, it would just have to be the Gundam Mark II. <laughs> <laughs> that. That's an, uh, that's hard because at least the goofs the the shape is sort of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you you should do the uh, new uh, Spectra as the Gundam. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. It's that's much more humanoid point. shaped, right? Like it. That might work. It could work. Let's <laughs> we'll see. I need to get my that's, hands on that kit. It looks it looks idea. sweet. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about it in Comstar. I'll see, yeah, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> So, but that wraps up um, my my hobby time so far. Okay, we'll go to Comstar and we will discuss some more stuff. Message from Comstar. And welcome to Comstar. We're going to discuss a few things, and we will mention that uh, that new Asterian Spectra for Dead Zone in from Mantic. It is available to purchase. It is a quite large kit. It seems a lot larger than a Strider. I haven't really seen many comparisons to them, but it it looks big. It's it's also leaping off a wing of a plane, so it, I think it's going to be a nice size on the. You're not hiding that anywhere on the dead zone board. No, <laughs> it's not too it's not too big, but the base makes it bigger. That's for sure. I think he's much taller than a Strider. Striders are kind of stocky. They're like, this guy's lengthy, or lithe, as it were. He's he's, he's wiry. And he's, uh, it is cool. If anybody hasn't seen it, it comes with two options. You can either have him with a gun or a sword. And he also got a, uh, he has a clear, like, plastic shield. So it looks like it's an energy shield. Energy shield. Yeah. Yeah. That's a a really cool effect. Yeah, it's cool. it, it's one of those things where you have to make sure you don't glue it together before you paint it so you can put the shield on after, or you have to mask it off, I guess, which would be a pain. Mm, yeah. But, uh, it is, it is a beauty to behold, and I do also, I was gonna grab one at, uh, at Gen Con, which, uh, yeah, that, that didn't work out. Never happened. What is Gen, what is this Gen Con you speak of? Yeah. We're definitely, uh, we're in the post I miss Gen Con blues right now. It's a, it's a relic of the past. <laughs> it's all going to be virtual gaming adventures. They've canceled uh, New York Comic Con, which is in uh, February next year. Which is so, right around the same time that Chicago Comic Con is, too. And, and Adepticon, so we'll see if it even happens next year, which would suck. Yeah. But, it's going to mm-hmm. be rough. Yeah. I think uh, a small convention, FlintCon, is is going to be going on in Michigan. I think that one's in February. As yeah. of right now, it's still planning to go I forward. Be- but 
I blame Florida. Well, the thing with New York Comic Con, it is also like a hundred thousand people, so that's going to be a big one. Right. Like, what is even Adepticon's like? What seven thousand people? It's pretty small comparatively. So, but yeah. uh, Chicago yeah, Comic Con, though, it's probably more in the hundreds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So, but I think Chicago Comic Con, like C two E two, that's uh, that's that's probably at least fifty thousand. So, I, I I would be surprised if they have they don't start announcing cancellations of that kind of thing. But that would suck because it was fun times. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully like, it all works out. I like living. Yeah, it's our choice. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> I like C two E two a lot, though. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Uh, also, I point out there. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever been to the website for camo specs. It's a BattleTech paint guides kind of, and shows you how what what color schemes for for. Uh, different mechs uh, for Battletech. They all have a YouTube channel now, which is, it's got all these, uh, different, uh, painting tutorials and stuff showing you how to do like, uh, uh, gem lens, like gem cockpits and different weapon effects and how to modify weapons and stuff. It's, it's pretty fun. So if anybody's interested in Battletech and they don't, don't have, uh, haven't been to this, uh, YouTube channels, it's camo specs online on, in YouTube. We'll have the links to everything here in the uh, show notes. So there's that. Uh, and also, uh, there's a new mech game coming out. New mech tabletop game from Ash Barker. He's, he's done a lot of stuff with, uh, what's the company he works for? Man. I can never remember. I don't know either. It's, uh, he doesn't work for him. He's a, he's a, uh, freelancer, but he's always puts his games out through Osprey? Osprey. Osprey. Ah. Yeah, Osprey games. So he's got a new, uh, game coming out called Gamma Wolves. It's post-apocalyptic mecha warfare. But the best thing about this is it's uh it's a proxy game, so you do, it doesn't come with its own miniatures. It's a book. All, all these Osprey games are like this. They don't make miniature mm-hmm. lines; they just make books. So this one's going to be use whatever uh, mechs you have, and I think it's three different sca- sizes is the base of the game. So you have like a small mech, a bit a medium mech, and a big mech. So to, you can use whatever you have around. So that's going to be fun. I pre pre-ordered that. Well, the link to the pre-order on Amazon, and I have to thank Beetle for pointing that one out to us. He makes me mm-hmm. spend more money. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> looks fun. Hey, yeah. hey Beetle. Beetle. Uh, yeah. Mr. So, Beetle. Yeah. Once again, we didn't get a Tepticon to see Beetle this year. But uh, yeah, okay. that camp or Genkai. Yeah, it does go. Yeah, it's right. He goes to the. He always does at the Mantic Night. He's he's the official chronicler of Mantic Night. <laughs> yeah, he always takes a lot of pictures for sure. Sometimes uh, incriminating evidence. Uh. But anyways, this game, it, uh, um, you could also go to their Facebook page and you can see the development of it. It looks pretty fun. It, I, like I said, it pre-ordered. So we'll have to check that out once it comes out. We'll have a little review of that. Um, as for myself that I've been doing, since I might as well, since I'm talking so much, I might as well get mine out of the way. <laughs> uh, there's a new, uh, video game I've been playing called Mech Merc Company. It's pretty much Mech Commander 2, I think, redone. It's on Steam. It's pretty fun. It's like old school graphics and stuff, but it's it's like playing uh, uh, Mech Warrior, like the new Mech Warrior Five, but old school. So it's 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 pretty fun to just run around in that with the uh, the classic kind of graphics and stuff. It it brings back good memories. So how, much is, how much is it? Oh, it's like twenty bucks. I think it was pretty cheap. Yeah, it's about twelve right now, and that's no wow. sale. It's early access. This is uh, once again. This is Canadian. I'm talking. It's twenty bucks. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, another early access is a game called Dual Gear. 
it's it's sort of turn based, but it's also sort of like action game. And it's mechs once again. It reminds me kind of a little bit like the world kind of reminds me of um of uh, Genlock, kind of that same aesthetic kind of. And you're in these mm-hmm. giant mechs and you're fighting things. I've only started the game, so I don't know much about the story, but it's uh it's pretty fun. And it's you're it's turn based that you you have time to do stuff, but you also have a lot of maneuvering, like you have to move around, which is live action. So it's, it's an interesting game. It's, it's a nice kind of mix between the two. And that's once again in early access. And that was, I think it's still in early access. It was pretty cheap too, to get it. I think it was only like 30 bucks again. So (laughs) 20 us. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, check out those video games because it's a great time to be a mech fan. There's a lot of games out. So, and of course, the other big news that I've done is watch Transformers War for Cybertron Siege on Netflix. I'm sure you guys watched it. Both of you watch it? Oh, yeah. Not yet. Sorry. You haven't watched it yet, Brian? We won't do any spoilers, oh, though. I've been busy. Uh, it's short, though. It's only like, I think total, it's like two hours long. It's only like, yeah. it's, it's fun. It's, it's very G1. It's way more G1 than I expected. It's, it's obviously, yeah. there's a tweak to it, but. It's like pre prequel to G one. It's and almost like the IDW books that we're reading. Yeah, it it's it's you could feel that it's still in that world, but they they added there's a lot of new characters that weren't in G one, but they also and they tweaked a few of the characters. But it, I thought it was really fun, and it it's way better than any of the Transformers movies. So you got that going yeah. for them. And uh, yeah. I really, uh, I had some fun watching that, and it's quick, and you can watch it. I'm sure most people listening to this, other than Brian, has wa- have watched it already. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely a good one. I can't wait for the next, uh, there's supposed to be three of uh, different ones. Yeah, it's only, what is it? It's only like six episodes? Yeah, I think it's six half-hour episodes. I think that's what it is, yeah. Okay. Quick. You can, you, can, you can definitely binge it, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I watched it in one or two nights. Like, it was quick. And, uh, yeah, if you have Netflix, especially, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. The, it, the arts, uh, it takes us a little bit. You're getting used to it's, it's very, uh, cell shaded kind of almost video game cutscene kind of art. It's done by the same people as Genlock. Then having mentioned that it's uh, that same company. So it has that, but it's, I'll be, I'll be honest. I think I'm getting used to that kind of art because I, yeah. I did not even just thinking back it. it, it it doesn't uh, stick out in my mind that, that it was that kind of artwork. Uh, mm-hmm. The only thing I found with it was some of the characters, since there's a lot of the same molds, just different colors and very slightly different colors, you get confused sometimes. So, oh, is this this character? No, it's this character. Because they have a lot of different uh, Autobots and Decepticons in it. Like, there's probably 30 Seekers in it, and there's... There- yeah, there's Chrome- so many Seekers. Yeah, in the Chromia, and there's another one that looks so similar that I got confused at points. They're the two oh, the, girl robots. It's the one girl. Yeah, I forget what her name is. Uh, yeah. Chromia, so, and it was the... It was I can't Optimus remember. Prime's woman, right? Yeah, and then there was another one, too, I think. There, like I said, there was a lot of the same molds, just there like the red, toys. There was a red and silver. And there was a blue one, and then there was like a teal one, and they were so similar in color that I was like, oh. They're the same person, but they're not. And uh, <laughs> there was a few like that, but uh, generally you get to know the characters, and they all have their own personalities. It no, uh, none of the voices. It's not Peter Cullen or uh, or uh, uh, Frank Welker's Megatron, but by now we get used to that. But it's it's still really good. 
And I think it, the heart of all the characters is there. It's slightly different, but, and they added a lot of new people that weren't in original G1, but it's pretty fun. I, I enjoyed it. I think it's a good, uh, revision. And Jetfire is like a major character and he's my favorite character in Transformers, so I was happy to see him. Yeah, my favorite character is in there too, so Soundwave. Soundwave's cool, yeah. Yeah, it, it it hit. I think every character was in there. There's so many characters in the in the show, but it's it makes me excited for the next one. Although the next one's supposed to have some Beast Wars stuff, which is interesting. I don't know how they're going to fit that in at this time because Beast Wars takes place way after. So it's it's. I don't know if there's some timey wimey stuff going on, or we'll see Probably. what happens. <laughs> yeah, I would assume so. If they're trying to fit Beast Wars in with this, it's it's odd, but we'll see. That's only a rumor, anyways, at this point. Rumor uh-uh. has. Yeah, I also watched all of um, of Ghost in the Shell. I watched, I binged all the way through that, and I love Ghost in the Shell. It's so good, and Standalone Complex is such a good series. If anybody hasn't mm-hmm. watched that, and I mean, uh, the new season, uh, the the one on Netflix, I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah, I heard it's not great. It's it's that computer animation too. It's like really overly mm-hmm. done. Uh, Arise, though? Have you watched any of the Ghost in the Shell Arise? It's, I it, didn't get around to that one, either. It's like a prequel slash reboot, and I don't like it as much. It was fun, but it was very, you're, like, the characters are just enough different that after watching so much of the other stuff, you're like, oh, this doesn't really fit in. <laughs> but, but, uh, because it really reboots how they meet and how they interact. Like, a lot of them are much more jerks than they were in the original show. We kind of like them, so. Ah, that's always a shame. Yeah, it was, it was odd choices. It was... Mm-hmm. I don't know why they did it, but it's... Uh, Japanese do that a lot. They just reboot their whole series and we're like, yeah, just accept it. <laughs> yeah. But they rebooted it in the middle of the other series, so I don't really understand why they did it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. If standalone Complex, though, the original... It's, I think there's two main se- series and then the new one that just came out mm-hmm. on Netflix. Those are the ones to watch. And obviously and a, movies. And a movie, uh, there, there was a movie made for the standalone complex yeah. series. Yeah, it's called the new, new movie or something like that. Well, a solid state society is the one I'm thinking of. Yes. Oh yeah, there's also, th- those are like OAVs too. Like there's, there's a bunch yeah. of different ones. There's yeah. so much. It's, it's confusing. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It's confusing the the timeline, but yeah, but it's all good. Uh, yeah. So that's I think that's me. How about you guys? How about uh, Brian? Have you been watching anything or doing anything, playing any video games or anything? Uh, I haven't really been watching much um, lately, but uh, I know I've I've posted a couple of uh, little like indie uh, games that were kind of mech themed. Basically, there's this uh, gaming uh, site called itch.io, I-T-C-H.io, and it's all it's like a, a really cool space for indie game developers. And um, like one thing they do is they have a lot of what they call game jams. So basically, a uh, you have like typically like 48 hours to make a game and turn it in, and um, they're they're a, they're a blast to do. And so. Uh, I just happened to follow somebody on Twitter that was uh, working on one of these projects, and that's the um, the Mech and Parcel by Robo Dusty. Um, and I don't know if you guys had a chance to check it out, but basically, it's it's a, like, it, and these games are like free. Um, 
because uh, they're they're just little little fun projects. But it's basically like if you played Zelda two on the NES. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what the heck that one was like subtitled. But I uh, know you. Yeah, it's it's the second Legend of Zelda game on the NES, and um, basically there's, there's like an overworld map, and then it switches to like a uh, platformer side side scroller kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and and they they play with uh, that concept a little bit. You can go between these towns, so it's a very that small was, short game. That was the event, that was the adventure Link, right? The second one. I think so. Yeah. I'm like Link's name is in there somewhere. <laughs> I, 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 I've been thinking about it. I go, it's Adventures of Link. Yeah. So if you if you like that kind of game, feel free to check out Mech and Parcel. I mean, it's it's you know, it's, it's not a full game by any means, but it's a fun couple of minutes to to check out. And it's it's that old eight bit like aesthetic uh, with a mech uh, kind of theme to it. So it's all like really pixel graphics and stuff like that. So. I'm I'm always down for that kind of um, art and and style. And then I found another one. Let's scroll up to it here. Um, what the heck was that one called? All Mace is that the one? All Mace, yeah. And basically, uh, it was I think that was another project that was done as part of like a game jam. And the concept was like, okay, what if Armored Core came out on the NES? <laughs> what would that look like? And so, like, a big emphasis was, like, on, ma- you know, making combat fast. And um, so it, it's done from, like, a, a first-person perspective almost. And then you've got, like, an opponent that's basically on on a small little icon on the screen that's moving around. And so you're just basically, like, moving your cursor to target and shoot at it. So really simple things. But, like, it's clever like that's that's one of the fun things about these indie games is how how much they really play with concepts and ideas and you get something new and different um and they have a whole category that is um you know projects that are tagged with mecca in them so if you want to check out like small indie game projects that just play a little bit uh here and there like you know commitments like maybe 10 minutes um but, you know, again, fun little things. Uh, definitely check it out. But uh, that's that's pretty much sums up what I've been doing. Um, with the last little asterisk, asterisk being, I'm, I'm working my way out of uh, playing a lot of fantasy and reading a lot of fantasy stuff. And oh boy, do I have a hankering to play Metal Gear Solid Five again. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, what have you been up to, Pat? Uh, just a little bit of things. Like, uh, I watched the War for Cybertron, like, uh, Rob was, we were talking about, uh, I've been reading up on the new Robotech RPG book. Uh, it's kind of nice. It's, uh, I'm still, uh, kind of piecing together the character creation part of the, of the game, but, uh, it's, uh, I think it's going to be a little fun little game if we ever get around to playing it, if we're able to get around to playing <laughs> tabletop games again. Right. Uh, but, you know, with the advent of Roll20 and everything else, it's easier to play these things uh, while still being distanced. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a real nice character system. you got to pick what you want to be, and you got to pick a path, 
how you're going to be that guy and everything. So it's a, it's a little bit of, uh, kind of set, um, how you want to decide you what you want to go. So it's not, and it's not even an open skill set list too. I think each, each path gives you different sets of skills that you can have them too. So it's kind of cool. Okay. Nice. So you can't, yeah, it's kind of a, you or so let's say you pick a pilot and then any, any paths there are kind of pilot specific paths done now. So it's hard to kind of make a, a just kind of a, a every, everything all character. Yeah, it makes sense, especially in the military. Like, I assume you're in the game. You probably serve on the SDF or something, SDF one or. Well, it's, yeah, you could be you could be a little bit of everything. You know, you could be a guy in the, you know you could be own a restaurant and the guy in town. Apparently, <laughs> it's it's based on uh, the the Macross, right? The early the early part of Robotech. Yes, it doesn't have any of the older the later stuff. No, you can actually play as Entrati too. Uh, yeah, that's all the uh, first. You yeah. Could, yeah, you can play it's uh yeah, so it's before Invid. No Invid, yeah. Yeah. Uh but you can definitely play uh a miniaturized Entrati as a spy. <laughs> or you could be uh uh what, what do they call them? Uh, do you just instantly you fall in love with Minmay and that's the, the end of your game? Yeah, if yeah, not me. <laughs> I, I think if I might be Min-Mei, the only, I, I hate roll Min-Mei. a will check. Yeah. I if you hear her voice a lot. I hate <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We I, can win. <laughs> the same song uh, over and over again. Well, what do you call those guys when you flip sides? Uh, Turncoats? No. Traders? No, defector. Ah. defector. Yeah, it's cool. Like uh, Miria or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like Miria. Yeah, definitely. Miria. So that's cool. Uh, there's cool too. And I think you can actually play a defector. Then try who's that many tries too, so you could be a really tall, big guy. <laughs> like free tie. Yeah, yeah. free tie. That'd be fun. So it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So uh, it stays yeah, pretty true to the to the the Robotech. Uh, that does sound fun. Person. So uh, still reading that. I guess anything else? Thing I got. Uh, trying to finish up the. The Transformer comic books that me and Rob were supposed to read that we let slip through the cracks. We? Or I. <laughs> Who's this we, Kimosabi? <laughs> uh, you know, just the we is a generalization. <laughs> uh, uh, but every time I start to read the, the Robotech book, I, I get wrapped up into that, so. Oh, that's I've moved on. I finished up the the fastest source book for the um, Steiners. Not the Steiners. I finished that a while ago. The yeah. the cartoon. The cartoon. Battle oh, Battle Somerset uh, Strikers. Yeah. So then I uh, moved on <laughs> to. Actually, uh, I moved on to Huskarita for some reason. Your your natural enemies. Yeah, I, you know, I got. I guess I got to re re. I gotta refigure out why I didn't like those guys in the first place. Know thy enemy. <laughs> um, but that's it as far as movies and books. I haven't read too many comics and video games. I think uh, when I do get a chance to play video games, it's either a Civ or Surviving Mars, which has drones, so I guess you can call it mech. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You need the drones to build the, the habitats. And Is that else. That's an RTS, right, that one? Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty fun. 
And Civ does have giant robots in it. The giant death stompy robots, I guess. What are they called? Giant death robots? Giant death robots, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the so, OP. Uh, yeah, so if you haven't seen War for Cybertron, definitely gotta see it. It was really good. Uh, I'll give you more of an update on the RPG of Robotech once I actually finish the book. Hey, we uh, might have a little uh, thing coming up all about that, so... Yeah. So I think uh, my next step with this RPG book is to actually try to make a character and see how that actually pans out now. I like how you can make characters. You don't have to play the ones from the show. I like that. Mm. I do too. I very much yeah. like it. Because uh, a lot of games, they that kind, if they're just licensed games, they would just be like, oh well, yeah, you're, and, you're playing as Rick. Also, as far as role-playing games and things like that, I like the options, and it all depends on who you're playing with, too. Because mm-hmm. you always, I know in the past, uh, way back in the day, you always had the one guy who made a character, but it was basically either Darth Vader or Luke <laughs> Skywalker. Right. Just the same thing, just a different name. And I'm like, oh, come on. You're supposed to use your imagination and make something else up. His know? name is Duke Airstrider. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's an american (laughs) oh god so i mean and and with this robotech i can see where you can uh you're not stuck to and it opens it up to allowing you to be uh your own squadron leader too you know you don't have to be old roy yeah make your own squadron yeah that'd be cool yeah but again that comes down to uh the type of player you are like i i wouldn't want to Make a character that was someone from a, a, a ready-made cartoon, or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a matter of what you like, yeah. So, uh, but that's all I got for Comstar. Cool. Well, we'll move on to the Mech Bay Hanger, and we'll discuss some stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is this, this is going to be the Brian hour. Yeah, next. <laughs> we're we're relying heavily on Brian for this one. Now entering. The Mech Bay Hanger. Welcome to the Mech Bay Hanger. Today, we're going to continue the thing. It's, it's probably been like six months since so we, we talked about the last one. Was what we should watch, but the Japanese version. Some of these we have watched, but some we have not. And we'll go over them quickly, because there is a long list of Japanese mecha shows that I found. But uh, we'll go... If you haven't watched it, we'll we'll throw it to the community. Hopefully they have watched it and they can comment and see if they what they have to say about it. But I have a feeling Brian has seen a lot of these. <laughs> yeah, that's safe to say. <laughs> so uh, the first one that we're talking about is called Gargantia on the Verdius Planet. Verdius. I will say right now, I'm going to mispronounce 90% of these things. So get ready for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one was 2013, a anime, and it's, uh, pretty much just a show about, uh, it's by Production IG, which is, that got me interested. But, mm-hmm. they're the ones who did Ghost in the Shell, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it's a, there's a humanoid mecha in it called Chamber, but it's, uh, it's about just some people in the, in space, and they find alien species and stuff. Uh, Brian, have you watched, have you seen this one? I have, uh, yeah. or at least the original anime run. Uh, which was like 13 episodes. Yeah, something like and, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching it on uh, Netflix a while back. Oh, it was on Netflix? Uh, 
uh, again a while back. <laughs> yeah, a lot of shows go yeah, there, in and out. There was there was a there was a run there where uh, Netflix had a really impressive anime library. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Prime does too, but unfortunately, it doesn't have the a lot of the a lot of the Mecca ones. I I look through them like maybe I could if I search by name, I'll be able to find them. But yeah, so there's one coming up. I think we're going to talk about next that I, I could not find anywhere. So so how do you, the like, other the other thing like with uh, another little uh, credit that's worth pointing out is that Gargantia also had some writing done uh, for a couple episodes by Gen Urobochi, who's a pretty famous. Uh, writer in some uh, more recent anime franchises, uh, notably like the Fate Zero uh, series. Uh, he's he's one of the big writers for that. Um, he does some dark stuff. So, <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was a really good good show. Yeah, it was good. Check yeah. it out. Oh, he did. So he this he also wrote some of those obsolete uh, uh, shows uh, from uh, Bandai. He put them on YouTube there. The obsolete, so that's cool. They're, they're really fun. I wish they expanded that into a real show. So that's interesting. Yeah, he did uh, did that. So uh, yeah, what else? See, I'm trying to see if there's anything else I recognize, but I don't think so. Uh, he did the magical um, girl show Madoka Magica, which was more anime fans will probably recognize that name than than uh, people that are just focused in Mecca. But yeah. Uh, it, that was also a really popular show. Cool. So Gargantua has got the thumbs up from Brian. Uh, Pat, have you seen Gargantua? I have not seen Gargantua. No, I didn't think so. I haven't seen either. I did, for most of these, I, I think I searched for Mecha anime, so that's how I found these lists. So that's that's <laughs> where we're getting these. So it'll, it'll be random what we're going to be talking about. When did this come out? Was it just recently? It sounds like 2013. It was just recently. 2013 yeah, yeah. was an original was... series. It was pretty much I lose I lose touch with anime around the nineties. See, I I think I'm even I'm a random. Yeah, I think two thousand. I think I was randomly watching some, but most after like two thousand, I'd say tens. There's definitely I I have a big empty spot for myself too. That it actually might be the newest anime on this list. Uh, yeah, there there might be one or two that are pretty close, but yeah. Was, yeah, this, was, uh, was this straight anime or did this start as a manga? I think it was anime and then they made a manga out of it. Like one of those, they have those TV magazines yeah. in the in Japan where they do the anime version or manga versions of animes. I th- I'm pretty sure it was anime first then manga. Yeah, a manga adaptation. Yeah. Uh, next is the one that I was searching for for to to freaking stream anywhere and is not available except for there's a new streaming platform somebody told me about. Now, I can't remember what it's called though. But uh this this is uh Armor Trooper Votom's coolest the scope dog, like the coolest looking suits. And I really want to watch this. It's uh, originally came out in eighty three as a manga, and then eighty five as some video animations, so it this is older one. But yeah, just because the the mecha looks so cool, that's what I've always wanted to watch this, but I just cannot find it anywhere. This is actually one where I lose a bit of of mecha, you know, credit on my card, so to speak. I have not seen Votoms yet, uh, and I want to. Like, yeah, like you're saying, it's you can't really find it. I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm going to try to see if I can find. Uh, where really, I so, why do you find it's just so hard to find? It's just not available on any of the uh, streaming platforms. I, I wonder, wonder how this. 
right. This one's how this one slipped by my radar as well. I know that's right, right in my my anime era. Yeah, and it's also uh, got. I obviously I've seen the mech designs tons. Like you see them everywhere. Five, eighty six, eighty eight. 88 to 89. I mean, yeah, it's 80s and the 90s yeah, uh, this for is a lot of their stuff. Right. right yeah, this should be exactly, yeah, your stuff. How did I miss this one? I know they're called scope dogs. Yeah, that's it. The, the suits, yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is the one that I'm really, really wanting to find, and I really can't find anywhere. Uh, the H... H- Let's look at some pics. It says there's a, a a trailer poster here that says Armored Trooper Botoms OVAs are coming. So there's some OVAs out there. I wonder yeah. if it might be getting like one of those. Um, okay, so Studio Sunrise. Like I, I'm thinking it might be getting like one of those kind of like Kickstarter releases, like some oh, yeah, that, had, like like that, Bubblegum Crisis and and Pat Labor. You know, had those, and what was that one? Star. All right, so I'm on... Star Blazers? Uh, yeah, Star Blazers. I'm on... I'm just looking at some... Because I wanted to see some uh, graphics. And I see a Blu-ray disc. Armor Trooper Votoms OVA Collection 1. Mm-hmm. And in the corner it says Made in Japan. Yeah, I wonder if it has the English subs or... There's so a role-playing you- game for Votoms. Do you know? Do you know, do you know Made in Japan's uh, Brian? Made in, like not not as in made in, but made in as in yeah. fairly, yeah. Uh, no, I'm not very familiar with them. Section twenty three. Okay, that name is much more familiar. Yeah, there's OVA Von Two TV collection. So yeah, there's a bunch of Blu-rays out here which you probably might be able to. It would work if I had a Blu-ray player, which I do not. Uh, there's, there is a new streaming service called High Dive someone was talking about. Once again, if anybody knows anything about this, let us know. But it's got a lot of anime. It, obviously, you have to pay for it. But I think it's relatively cheap. It's like five bucks. So I might, I wanted to see if there was a, I forgot to look, but I wanted to see if there was a Fire Stick app for it so that I could actually watch it on my Fire Stick for this High Dive. But supposedly Votoms is on that. So, might have to check out High Dive. H-I-D-I-V-E. So. Yeah. That's Votoms is like number one on this list that I want to see. Like it's it's I've heard so much good stuff about it that I, I need to see this. And once There's again, like Pat- where it says uh, VRV, watch watch on VRV. It says VRV. That could be the problem is there's some of them are like the illegal ones that give you viruses. So I don't know. This one says start watching. <laughs> yeah, it, it's probably got <laughs> they, viruses. There's. <laughs> Cause uh, what was that other one that just got uh, that just got shut down and everybody's like, oh, I'm so upset, and then it's like, no, that thing was full of Russian viruses, and so your like computer's probably getting infected. <laughs> What's that? Or is it Kiss Anime or Ask yeah, Anime or something? Yeah, one of those ones. Yeah, it's .co. What is .co? .dot uh, virus haven. That's what that is. Yeah, dot not good. <laughs> yeah, don't be sending me viruses. You sent me a link to this. But I'm going to check out, uh, I'm definitely going to check out uh, this High Dive. I'll report back on High Dive. You have to uh, make an account to watch it. Yeah, because they want your oh, information. Oh, you know what it is? This is, the, this is streaming from High Dive. Oh, it's High Dive? Okay. Uh, it says Channel High Dive in the corner. Yeah. So, yep, that's Votoms. Next one's called Mars Daybreak, which is, uh, once again, it's a little older. It's 2004. Mm-hmm. 
and it's uh, on TV Tokyo. This is Bandai, though. This is a Bandai show. Yep. Brian, have you seen this show? I actually owned this show. At <laughs> It was a fun one. It, it's uh, basically like Mars was terraformed, but there's like one big giant ocean on it, and uh, and shenanigans happen from there. Um, it's a fun show. On a mech quant, uh, like mech level, how mechy is it? <laughs> um, I'm trying to rem- like I admittedly it, it's it's been a while since I watched this one. Probably 2004. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was after that for sure, but um, at least. Probably ten years. Uh, I'm trying to actually remember what the mechs even look like. Yeah, I was trying to see so if there was a picture. I didn't see one. Ones. But uh, I think I'm trying to remember who all worked on this. I know Lex Lane is one of the voices on the English dub, uh, who's a pretty cool guy. It's always funny hearing like on the dubs. You hear a lot of the Critical Role people and stuff on these. A lot yeah. of these anime dubs. I'm like, hey, I know that voice. Yeah, this was also by Studio Bones, which also, they, I think around the same time was when they did Erica 7, or Eureka 7, I should say. Um, which was another, I'm actually surprised that one's not on this list. Uh, that was a good show, too. Did that have uh, mechs in it, though? Oh, yeah, that one did. See? Had, See, like, that's why this is an mechs. incomplete uh, list. That's why, uh, unless it's further down the list, but I don't think it is. Uh I must say this is definitely a complete list. That's why it's good for people to give us more suggestions. Uh, the mechs for this, I just looked up the Mars Daybreak mechs. They look very, um, uh, Evangelion, I would say, a little bit. Even a little Escaflone in there. So it's, it's that kind of feel to them. A little more light, like skinny mechs. Cool. Yeah. Gotta check that out. Uh, then we got She, the Ultimate weapon it's uh the the she the ultimate weapon uh also it's got a japanese name that's saikano yeah the the last oh, love the song in the slow i thought i clicked on the wrong link i was like what the hell is this this ain't no <laughs> yeah so, love song on this little planet uh brian have you seen this one okay so i have not seen this one so this but- is a manga but my younger brother had the manga, and uh, I read a little bit of it. Basically, it's like this it, – it it does lean a bit more on the romance side of things. Yeah. Um, With that name, it, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, think, I think it's like this this girl is got a whole bunch of, like, crazy robotic weapons built into her. Oh, yeah, so – I think is Chise, and then um, the – main guy like falls in love with her kind of thing they're high school sweethearts but like i don't i don't know if i'm spoiling it but i think the world ends at the end but (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a bit of a spoiler (laughs) i I don't like i actually you're so you're so unsure of it though we're not sure if it's a spoiler (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i can't actually remember because i don't think i ever actually got to the end and i'm trying to my brother told me it, I'm getting it, my manga all mixed up. Maybe the Earth blew up in this one. I forget. It's uh, it, it didn't seem like things were going well uh, when when I last left that series. So yeah, uh, uh, this one I don't know why they consider you mecha. It sounds more like robot girl kind of. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's like I honestly a, don't know why it would be mecha series. Yeah, but it's, it's, I don't understand why it's in the list. 
Maybe maybe Mecca showed up later. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But uh, I, I, what's that? Uh, I've been just kind of cruising the the wiki here, and I don't see any mentions of any kind of mechs. Well, I guess the girl, like they consider her, but that's that's like then you'd have to include things like uh, Battle Angel Alita and things like that. Like at that point, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's more cyber more Battle Angel kind or of robot. It's definitely more cyborg than or 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 even if she's a full robot, it's more like uh, uh, Astro Boy or something like that. Well, <laughs> she's not a full robot. She's definitely a girl. Yeah, but is she? Maybe she just looks like a girl, Pat. No, uh, no, I've been reading because I don't see myself in the near future watching this anime <laughs> at all. We'll go to the next one. That I, I think that was a mistake on this list. Whoever made this list, uh, you failed me. Uh, this one's definitely Mecca, and I've definitely heard of it. It's Lagrange. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. The Flower of Rinne. And mm. uh, giant robots are aplenty in this one. And I know, Brian, you've seen this one. This is a pretty classic one right 2012 so, so i haven't i have not seen this one it's been really? on my list for a while one of my good friends uh, friends of the show um nikazumi uh watched and really loved this show he he was he it was really good for him um i think it has a really chipper like main character um and honestly i don't know much more to say about that cool Oh, there you go. We but, found one. I thought I've for sure you'd seen this one. Yeah, it, I've heard really good things, and I've always uh, intended to watch it. I think that's another Studio IG production. Um, yeah, but, uh, production. Never got around to it yet. Those guys are pretty prolific. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 2012, this one. Uh, licensed by Viz in North America, too, so it should be uh, available. That, uh, with around, we'll have to, once again, it's always hard to know what, uh, what streaming platforms, there should be a list of streaming platforms that in the wiki I, where they are. I think this I was actually, on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll, yeah. I can actually, you know, going, going back to streaming and what else we're looking at, Armor Trooper, uh, Votons, I can actually maybe run the Mitsu and see if I can find it there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm, I guarantee it'll be there on, on Blu-ray or DVD. That place had everything. Yeah. Once again, I don't have a Blu-ray player or a DVD player, so. <laughs> you don't have you don't have one on your computer. No, of course not. We're, we're living in the 21st century. Who has any kind of players anymore? It's all digital, people. <laughs> it's, it is. It is until you don't need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Until you really want it, or they lose the it license is, and you can't watch yeah. it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it that is, happens a lot it too. Until you find something that's not being streamed. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna try this high dive. Maybe that might be the place. It's like it's like records, man. Everyone remember MP3s. Uh, you never need another. Record. <laughs> you don't. There's something called Spotify. You don't need any of that stuff. Uh, the next on the list is Full Metal Panic. Is this? A, this is not a Mecha show either, is it? Oh yeah, it is. Is it? There's Mechs in this. Oh yeah, this one. Uh, this is actually a really good Mecha uh, series. Uh, did this Prime. start as a manga too? I think it I believe so, as yeah. light novels. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, novels, yep. 1998 was novels, then it was the manga in 2000, and then the uh, animated what's series light, in what's 2002. What's a light novel as opposed to a novel? Uh, it's like half the length of a novel. Oh, a so typical like a novel. Novella. Like or a novella. It's, novella. Yeah, yeah, more like a novella. Right. I thought uh, that was some kind of Japanese thing. That, it is. That's, that's what they <laughs> call it. Yeah. 
And so we call them novellas. They call them light light novels. Yeah. I thought light novels was something like a special, different. You thought it included holograms, or yeah, or something. <laughs> well, sometimes they do come with art. Like the, they'll often have um, art drawn up for like the covers and stuff. Um, and, and so they're basically like novels that are geared more towards like an anime audience almost. Um, that might be presumptuous of me, but like. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's I've, I've gotten that a couple. Safe to say, I think that's that's what they're targeting for sure. But no, this this is a really this is actually one of the better mecha series out there. I think, um, basically, this like is actually published in Dragon Magazine. I think that's not the same Dragon Magazine. It it's is. a Dragon Magazine in in Japan called that. So uh, it, it's it's <laughs> a world where it's like there. How to describe Full Metal Panic? The um, this one character who's a sergeant in this military organization uh, has to go undercover to protect a high school girl who's being targeted by bad guys, and they do so with these mechs that they that can have uh, like can can go invisible. They have like optic camouflage and stuff like yeah. that. And so, like, it's funny because the next thing on our list, I'm gonna. I'm just going to combine them because it's actually... Yeah, it's the same show pretty much, right? Same, second season pretty much? It's the second season uh, that's a bit more comedy-centric. It's called Fumofu, mm. Full Metal Panic Fumofu. And it, it that one really kind of plays with the the tropes of like, oh, you know, there's we've got a mascot character, so he's going to run around with a shotgun that shoots rubber bullets. <laughs> um, and, and like the the undercover character is like a, this hardcore military guy <laughs> who who's just so out of place when he goes to high school. Um, and it, it's, it's a really funny show, too. Um, but the, the core series uh, does have some really solid, like, serious moments. Uh, so if, if you like a more mature uh, mecha show, definitely check out uh, hmm. is the, the original series, Full Metal Panic, and then they had a... Uh, Fumofu is kind of a second season uh, and then there was a third called The Second Raid and then they just had a new season come out not too long ago a couple years back called um, I think it was Full Metal Panic Victory I do want to check that one out hmm. good stuff nice well there you go it's, it's one of those ones I've heard of too. I've heard of but I never knew much about so it's this like I always see the manga everywhere like the it's one of those ones that's like a every time you go into anywhere that has manga, you always see that uh, the Full Metal Panic books. So that's cool. Yeah. And it, it definitely leans in that more real mecha uh, kind of vibe. So yeah. like they they're like giant armored tanks. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely. Up. That's good. Uh, next one on the list, I think we've talked about it quite a bit is uh, <laughs> Pat Labor and uh, Pat Labor. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, we, we, we all, yeah, we talk about this a lot. Yeah. And if you haven't watched it, it's great. It is once again, it's pretty funny. But it's it, especially the first series was really good. The first OVAs, it was a lot funnier. And then it got pretty serious. And the movies are very serious, like crazy serious. <laughs> but the series are pretty funny. So if you if you're into the funny stuff, watch the series. But if you want serious stuff, watch the movies. I would say for uh, Pat Labor, Pat Labor, yeah. Pat Labor. Yeah, pretty cool. We, we've talked about that. Next one is something I'm getting to, because I, I, I want to watch this and I have the series, is the Bubblegum Crisis series. 
Mm-hmm. Another classic one. This is from '87. I think. Yeah, uh, I remember this one clear. This yeah. is one of my one of my few on this list that I know of. This one's definitely a cyberpunk feel. Oh yeah, and, it, and there's been. Oh, this was 100 percent Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. There's a heavy yeah. Blade Runner. Blade Runner meets uh, Streets of Fire. Strangely <laughs> enough, uh, for anyone who's seen that movie, uh, I love Streets of Fire. Oh, sweet! I'm not like the only yeah, three Streets people. Fi- no, I definitely I love Streets of Fire also. I'm, I love that movie. Awesome. These are my people. Yeah, it's, it's great to. But it, yeah. it's, it's a it's a rocking show. Like it's got a great '80s soundtrack to it, both English and Japanese. Like the <laughs> the English uh, songs that they did were spot on. Like they're really good, and I don't think I'm, you can find them anywhere. Like I'm I don't think they released an English track. Oh yeah, I might have the role playing game. There's a role playing game, yeah, in a, in a box. Yeah, Telsorian Games made it back in the mid nineties, I think. Oh, did they? Did they, they? Was it like a uh, add on to Cyberpunk, or was it its own game? It was. Uh, it was its own game. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh yeah, Telsorian Games did the the original Cyberpunk, didn't they? Yep, and they do Cyberpunk Red too that we've been playing. Yeah. I didn't put two together just now. It's like a light bulb just went on. It's crazy. And they also are working with uh, CD Projekt Red on Cyberpunk 2077. <clears throat> we actually, uh, Pat, we actually met uh, Mike Pondsmith, the guy who created Cyberpunk, at Gen Con. We just didn't at the time. We didn't realize it was him. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Oh, the guy who we were talking to? Yeah, the, at, at the booth. It was I, the actual I man himself. I didn't realize it was him at the time either. I was just like, I was buying Cyberpunk Red at the time. And, you know, like, you don't really know who the designers are. You just, yeah, later on, he's, because of Cyberpunk 2077, there's tons of interviews with him now. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, we met him. (laughs) Didn't even realize it. (laughs) It's so funny when that happens, especially at Gen Con, that it happens a lot, where you just, somebody will walk up, you like, talk to him, and then you realize, hey, wait, that was somebody famous. Or famous in the game industry, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, pretty funny. It's always good though when they're, when they're just nice guys because he was generally oh, yeah. a nice guy. Oh yeah, super nice. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It was, so it's cool that uh, there you go, Bubblegum Crisis. This is uh, definitely on my list because I'm going to watch it. Uh, next is uh, one I think I've seen a long time ago, Van Dread. Mm, and it's it's uh it's, it's been a while for sure. It came out in 2000. But uh, Brian, have you seen this one? I remember hearing about it, but it slipped under my radar. Yeah, I think it's one. I don't have a good enough memory of it to really describe what it's like, but uh, it's one of those classic uh, anime with uh, spacefaring and uh, different things like that. But uh, I'm, I'm reading it. Apparently, there's a gender war. <laughs> well, it is. It is. It is Japanese uh, television, so. It says men and women are completely segregated. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, I don't even, once again, I don't even remember what the mechs look like. It's one of those things, there's so many shows, and as it goes farther back in my memory, it, there's a, there's a space, pretty much after I started drinking, that I don't remember much. <laughs> Before that, when I was a kid, I remember everything, and then like recently, I've, I, I remember within like the past few days, but <laughs> in between there, not much. But, uh, yeah. So if anybody is watching it, there's a manga for this. So, oh yeah, a lot of these are either started as a manga and went to anime, or anime and then they did the manga off them. It's 
almost every single Japanese one is like that. But if anybody actually has watched it, uh, let us know and tell us how it plays. Uh, next one is called Dual Parallel Trouble Adventure. Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? I, th- no. I think I remember seeing one episode of this on... Did G- yeah, Tech TV had it. Oh, yeah? Um, when they had an anime oh, yeah. block. That's right. Yeah, 1999, and, so it's, it's about the right time, yep. And, uh, another friend of mine kind of... Uh, summarized it or or if if i'm thinking of the same show uh basically from what he told me is like it kind of wanted to be evangelion but did evangelion like badly oh yeah (laughs) so well did it do it badly or did it just not be as crazy that's the question (laughs) probably a little bit of both (laughs) yeah especially if it was on regular television so this one, I was I was thinking of Vandred looking very Tenchi Muyo, but this one yeah. is very Tenchi Muyo. Yeah. I, I think that's the same team, actually. I wouldn't be surprised, one. yeah. Anyway. Uh, oh, yeah, once again, let us know. This one, the next one is one that Brian's been telling about us forever, Gurren Lagan. Gurren Lagan. Tengen Topa Gurren Lagan. Yeah, there's, uh, there's always a Gurren Lagann reference for Brian. Yeah, you. This, you, this is this one is of your a, favorites, I would think. Yeah, I, I would. It's safe to say it's it's not without its problems, uh, but it's it's Studio Gainax, arguably at close to the peak of their game, or at least as far as making a series and not running out of money by the end. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's it's a crazy, over the top, uh, super robot show. Um, and it's got a lot of heart to it and, uh, it did, it brings the energy. Like it's, it's pretty fantastic. I admittedly like the series more than I like the movies. They did mm. like, I think two movies, um, that basically are like summaries of the yeah. plot, but they change stuff for the finale that I disagree with as far as like. Not not from like a, a hoity-toity stance, but like it was like in the series, it was there were some very poignant moments, and those moments are kind of lost when they did the movie, and so I'm just like, it doesn't it doesn't resonate as well. Um, but all that said and done, it's a fantastic show in both English and Japanese, um, and it's it's very trope heavy, so you'll recognize a whole bunch of stuff that you've seen before. <laughs> I do love like the way you said that they go to business. The the, the rights to this show have gone through like five different people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got a, a weird history with that because it was uh, a series that Bandai had um, around the time that Bandai like in the U.S. closed, mm. um, and so the. Funimation, I think. Wait, was it Funimation or Aniplex? Aniplex. Aniplex. Yeah. Uh, bought the rights to it, and they've been doing some really weird releases of it since. Mm. The the kind that Aniplex is famous for, which is, you know, jacking up the price to like over three hundred dollars <laughs> for a, a series. And uh, and like, like I looked at, it, I'm like, well, I've got these DVDs that I got. Or maybe like fifty dollars total. Yeah, and so it's like, and you're adding very little. 
I have issues with Anaplex. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like they're just taking advantage of the fans, right? They they've uh, set themselves up as like providing a very like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like they they put in like art books and and stickers and and all these kind of extra materials and stuff. It's like a very uh, kind of elite. If you will, they, they're they're going for this high end consumer, um, and the downside is they do have some really good shows in their catalog, which means you're paying an arm and a leg to get it if you want to have it. The yeah. the Fate franchise, um, the Fate Stay Night and stuff like that is one that they own now, and you're you're getting charged like. Yeah, over a hundred dollars per season, like twelve episodes or something like that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's streaming. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's the soapbox. Yeah. Uh, Next, we got Gunbuster from '88, I think, or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, original is '88. Yep, they've had more releases after. Gunbuster, I know. It's a. the Neon Genesis Evangelion director. Yep, yep. Yeah. Same team. This is for their was it their first um, like standalone project? I think. No. They they had another one before that. I think it was the Wings of Hanumes, but um, Gunbuster was their kind of first original idea, and uh, it shows they ran out of money by the end. <laughs> 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 it might sa- It might look. It was funny because the copy of the series I've got, like on uh, DVD, included this excerpt from uh, like some guy that like put the packaging together, and he was like, he's got this little article included about how he loves the show and um, you know what it means to him. And there's this whole section where he's like, you know, it's so artistic that they switch to black and white, and then they just show storyboards and stuff like that. I'm like, no, they they ran out of money. <laughs> they couldn't pay for color. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, but no, it it's it's another series that's not without its problems. Uh, it's very short; it's like six episodes. Yeah. Um, but it's got some genuinely like much like uh, Gurren Lagann, some genuinely like up, uplifting and, and empowering moments to it. Um, and uh, the sequel series die buster um kind of helps balance the two out um the again they're they're both kind of have their problems but uh if you watch them back to back it 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 creates a very unique and interesting uh experience yeah pat where did you see this uh, somewhere along the line from- <laughs> Yeah, my friend's dad always bring home anime from Japan. Japan. Oh, that's cool. So this was a actual V one of the VH ones I saw. Nice. A, v, a VH a VHS tape with the with the dub, not the dub with the subtitles. Subtitles. Yeah, yeah. This was subbed yeah. only, I think. And then this is the one where uh, time dilation comes into play. We talked about that uh, last episode. Yeah, yeah, the time dilation is a big when the three big when goal. the pilots came back from Earth came back from the war. Mm-hmm. So and their their friends and family are are all older. Yeah, and everything. Yep. So 
uh, yeah, it was a good one. Mm-hmm. But like like uh, Brian said, you could definitely tell when things start to go uh, south. <laughs> uh, next is uh, said, oh. in the '80s, it looked good. It still looked yeah, all right. You didn't yeah. know any better at the time, right? Yeah. Uh, next I, one. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's still like that very detailed oriented like artistic vision and stuff like that and that's what happened is like they <laughs> they were so detailed in it that when they got to the end it's like oh we ran out of money yeah yeah they were they were trying for they overshot their uh, mark on it mm-hmm. uh next one i had a mac i mentioned a macross so i chose macross plus in this one uh this was the uh pretty much sequel to the original macross and takes place what is it like Three decades later, yeah, after the yeah, original series. Yeah. After, yeah, after the war with the Zinchotti. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything to say about Macross Plus as a show? So if you ever wanted Top Gun in your Robotech or Macross, <laughs> this, this, is it. this is it. And it's it's beautifully animated. Um, like, like I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like, this thing is just gorgeous to look at. Um, well, th- and, this this is like one of the first animes that started uh, cell cell yeah. sharing, right? Um, mixed mixed with computer sure. generated a- animation. They did. Um, I, d- I don't know if Ghost in the Shell takes that uh, claim more often than not, but but this is this is of the same quality. Like this yeah, is, it's 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 one of the and it's an I, guess, I would series. say one of the early ones, yeah. Yeah, it's an OVA series uh, that also became. Um, uh, there's a movie version of it that pairs it down, but does add a couple scenes. Uh, I actually like the movie version a bit more, um, but that you do lose. Uh, there, there's some stuff that gets cut out, but uh, it's it's one of my favorite stories because it's it's a very mature story about immature people, <laughs> and um, and it's got Yoko Kano doing an industrial pop soundtrack from the 90s i think this is 94 yeah is when this one came out and um so it's actually a year before ghost and shell ghost and shell was 95 oh yeah then probably (laughs) um but no it's it is it is a joy to watch and um an experience and it, it shows you the the dangers of letting a vocaloid have access to a super dimensional fortress <laughs> that still has ammo in it for some reason <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be prepared just in case those uh, pesky centrati come back <laughs> and brian cranston was uh on the english dub oh really yeah breaking bad himself <laughs> that's hilarious oh yeah he does he is he's the isamu he's dyson the, yeah that's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, then we got one called Gasaraki. Gasaraki. Anybody know about this one? I'm amazed by the look of it. It looks like a ni- like a uh, 2000 something one, but it's 1998. Like the just the look of it looks a lot more modern than that. Looks really nice. Oh, you know what? I do know this one, but not because I watched it. Because I thought the cover was cool because it had that looking demon looking thing guy in the front. Yeah, demon mech kind of thing. Yeah. The, yeah, the demon armor. I have, a, I have not seen this one, actually, but yeah. I know of it. So it's a bipedal weapons known as TA, Tactical Armor. But yeah, just the yeah, just by looking at the cover, it's, once again, the anime looks, the animation looks really nice. Cool. Yeah, I don't know, thing, other than that, I don't know too much about this thing. 
Us oh, Nates, it's uh, in ancient Japan they created demonic armor in order to defeat their enemies, and a hundred years later they they turned them into tactical armor for military use. That's kind of cool. That makes sense. That sounds like a neat concept, yeah. So if anybody's seen Gasaraki, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right. I'm that's sure there's that's No, I'm sure that. the syllables are in different spots. <laughs> it definitely looks like a more of a, a real real mecha kind of like a real robot kind of show too. Yeah, it looks fun. I dig. Yeah. Okay. That's once again gotta find it somewhere. Uh this is one that we've uh, I've watched and I think I think you guys both watch this as Mazen Kaiser SKL. Oh, yeah. This is the most metal, I've said it many times, metal show ever. It is like a heavy metal dream or a nightmare. It's pretty crazy. Fun, but nuts. <laughs> like, cra- like nuts as in this nonstop crazy action, so. Yeah. And it's got, uh, Mazen Kaiser, which is my second favorite Kaiser robot. Yeah. That's- <laughs> Yeah, this is sort of a spin-off of the original Mazinger Kaiser, kind of a, a Ma- Mazinger. Yeah, Mazinger Z, I mean, yeah. And uh yeah, it's kind of an interesting show. We talked about this a while ago. It was it was pretty fun. It's it is crazy like it is. It, it's funny so. Yeah. And the Over- and the Mazinger Kaiser mech is ridiculously uh, yeah, it's, looking. It's awesome. Yeah, it is pretty like once again, it's it's a metal video. Heavy metal, right there. Uh, then we got metal. metal. Uh, Gravion. Anybody heard of this one? I have not. Produced by Gonzo, and it's uh, once again, this one's from uh, 2004. And uh, yeah, don't know much about this one. There's Gravion and Gravion Zui. So, so it looks like it was a television series first, and then yeah, anime. 2002, 13 episodes, and then another 12 episodes. So it had two, the, 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 the Zwei or Zwei. Think of Power Rangers. That's <laughs> uh, uh, 1990, or 2004, yeah. It's a little after Power Rangers time, but. Yeah, but the, let's be honest, Power Rangers, even as much as I don't like them, they do put through a lot of influence in the. Oh, anime. yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they, yeah. The beginning of, in Japan, especially, the beginning of, uh, what they call them there? They have a name for those shows. Uh, a Samurai Sentai? Yeah, Sentai, yeah. Yeah. They, they really, that influenced a lot of the later mecha shows for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Martian successor Nadeskio. Nadeskio? Anyways. Nadesco. Yeah. Another famous one from uh, 96. This is uh, a classic one. The, uh, it's, uh, you got the mobile battleship involved. But, uh, you guys see this one? I have not seen this one. I'm amazed. This either, is your time. But uh, this this was on on my list to check out. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, it's one of those classic ones that, uh, once again, yeah, I haven't seen either, which is funny because it is one of the ones that you always hear about. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta love it. In Japan, there's a Bandai channel. That's why don't we have that here? Because <laughs> we used to have the anime channel, which we don't have anymore. Oh, did you? Yeah. That's crazy. I guess it's... I'm amazed, because there's a lot of kids who love that kind of stuff. I'm amazed that it's not successful enough. What happened to the Anime Network? Anime Network is a Canadian pay television network. It was Canadian? Wow. Yeah. I was going to make a joke about we don't get good things like that in Canada, but... 
<laughs> Obviously, we do. I just didn't know about it, and I didn't support it. That's why we don't have them anymore. That's that's the big thing, I think. Uh, I do I have to pronounce this one? This is uh, Ginga Hayoryu Vfam. Oh, I always thought it was just Vfam. <laughs> Vfam, yes. Also known as Galaxy Galactic Drifter Vfam. Uh, 1983, Max. So this is a really early one. Mm-hmm. I don't know Ginga Hayoru. I, I, I do think it looks very Gundam, the, the, just the art style, but, uh, yeah. early Gundam. Early Gundam. Oh, it's by the same creator as Mobile Suit Gundam. Makes yeah, sense. Uh, Yoshiku Tomino. Yeah. So it makes it is, sense yeah. that is, uh, that it is very similar style. The far flown future of 2058 is coming up, people. <laughs> the distant future of 20 hostile hostile alien Astrog- forces astrogators there's human colonies so it's it's does sound it's got a little uh it's a little bit farther it's 43 light years away from earth so it's a little bit farther away it's not just uh piloting but yeah i don't know much about this one for being so old i actually never even heard of this one so it's it's pretty strange especially since it is by the mobile suit gundam creator the rest of your yeah. list is pretty obscure <laughs> yeah no, not really. Fang of the Sun, Doug Ram is coming. Oh, no, Doug Ram. I know Doug Ram. Yeah. <laughs> Blue Comet SPT Lazener. Lazener. Once again, this is an early one, 85. It's, uh, it has that 80s, uh, look to it, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, I know, I, I know this one. Now that I see the pictures of it. Yeah. It's, it, you probably, along your way, you probably saw this one. Yeah. I don't think I watched it a lot. But the I designs did see make me think of Mosquito. Yeah, yeah, for sure, Mosquito feel to it. Alien invasion and totalitarian world occupation, occupation and resistance and Cold War. So it does kind of sound like Mosquito a bit. <laughs> I wonder if we can get these models. Did they have? It does, it does kits look like from? there's a bunch of them. Because they're braver. It's awesome. Yeah, and even the skies and the suits inside the mechs look awesome too. It looks really good. Yeah, for the, the time. Once again, hopefully the story is good. It takes place in the far flung future of 1996. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks the cool. distant future oh. of 1996. Bandai had plans to release it in the summer of 2001 in the U.S., but never did. Oh yeah, never got released. Oh yeah, because it's, uh, it's the first stories that they got damaged. Blue tinted uh, video masters and un- unable to get the replacements. Yeah, a likely story. Uh, and then Bandai then Bandai lost the license. Oh, the guy who did this did Votoms and Dugram, so it makes sense. Oh, this series is including the Super Robot Wars J and Super <laughs> Robot Wars GC video games for the Game Boy Advance. No, GameCube. that's funny. So it's it's but once again it's probably a famous one in Japan, like a classic one. Same with Dugram. The next one we're talking about Fang or Fang of the Sun Dugram. Oh, Doug is because it's one of these models was used as for BattleTech. It's where yep. we know it from. It's a, I think it's a Griffin. I think is this one, but mm-hmm. or a Griffin or the uh, Shadowhawk, one of the two. And uh, yeah, maybe even both. This is uh once again eighty one to eighty three, so a really early one again. Yeah, I watched this one. I watched yeah. this one once as a kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is one of those ones where. He, you see, you see the animation style, and you're like, "Oh yeah, it reminds me of those really early, oh yeah, early yeah, this, uh, shows." This is one of the ones that started me, you know, with the BattleTech. I think the 
the Doug Graham is on was on the original cover of the Battletech, wasn't it? Uh, I think it's on one of the covers of one of the, yeah one of them. It wasn't on the actual box set. That's usually a Warhammer or a Rifleman, I think. But yeah. But uh, another classic one I haven't seen, but it's uh, famous. Seventy five episodes. I do, I do have a Doug Graham model that needs to be built. Do you? Yeah, I do. And it's the same guy as uh, Votoms and uh, the one we just talked about. So there you go. Uh, Metal Armor Dragonar. Once again, never heard of this one. 1987. The it, designs, strangely enough, kind of remind me of um, Iron-Blooded Orphans. I was just going to say it has... Uh, it's, it says it's very similar to uh, Double Zeta Gundam. So same <laughs> must be... Uh, yeah, so it nice. came out just after uh, Double Zeta, so it must have been one of those ones where it was, uh, hey, let's do something like that. <laughs> right. Huh. That's funny. It says it's a potential successor to the Gundam franchise they tried to make it into. Obviously, it didn't work. <laughs> Interesting. So, once again, Dragonar, if anybody's seen that. Space Runaway Ideon. This one's another early one, 80 to 81. Yeah, I did not see this one. I have not, but I've. It's. it seems pretty infamous for being super violent. Oh, yeah? For a kid show? Well, I think, If correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this the one that has the little clip you see around where like a little kid gets his head shot off? <laughs> it is by the same creator as, uh, as Gundam. Yeah. So I think this is a precursor to... Uh, well, I guess Gundam, well, Gundam was 79, though, wasn't it? So yeah, Gundam was 79. Yeah, so this came out just after that. So, it's yeah. supposed to be like a super giant... Like, this robot in here is supposed to be just ginormous. One of the, like, just, yeah, world size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to see if it is the the one where the child gets his head blown off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Those Japanese, early Japanese shows, they did not care. No. No. There's nudity in, like, the original Gundam. I was, like, children bathing and stuff. I'm like, whoa, settle down. Settle down, Japan. (laughs) And last one's Metal Skin Panic Maddox 01. This one looks really cool to me. 1987. I like the design of the... It's more like a art-powered armor. A little bit bigger than a normal powered armor, but... It oh, looks yeah. pretty cool. Directed by Shinji Aramaki. Yep. Yeah. And, uh. I don't see this one either. This one must look bad for my too. Makes me think of the mechs and, um. And, like, the Ghost in the Shell. A little bit. Or, uh, uh, even, like. Or Appleseed, I guess. Yeah, Appleseed. Yeah, more like Appleseed, yeah. And, um. Also reminds me of, uh. What is it? Die. Repeat, what is that, uh, Tom oh, Cruise movie, but the actual, the manga? Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. What was, the, what was the, the anime called? I can't remember. Live, Die, Repeat, something like that. Oh, uh, All You Need Is Kill. Oh, yeah, that was the, uh, that was the original one. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love that name. No, but yeah, these look. The of this thing look really awesome. I need yeah. to see this show. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. And there's, uh, different Maddox is the name of suits. Zero, one, and two. Yeah, it looks fun. Licensed in 89 for North America. So there is English dub, English dub versions too. Ah, he, this guy also directed Appleseed. 
Hmm. What a coincidence. Was, huh. And Starship Troopers, Trader of Mars. And Megazone 23. And one of the Evangelions. That's interesting. And Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> the new Ghost in the Shell show. He, he directed some. <laughs> so there, that we can see his influences. There you go. And, yeah. and Ultraman. And the new Ultraman. Is he? Part of that too? Wow. Yep. So yeah, that, that was a long one, but we covered, I think we covered it now. We've covered every single Japanese and North American anime now. So And and some that weren't anime. <laughs> anime. Wow, we were close. Uh, yeah, but if you if there is any we've missed, which is impossible because we covered them all, <laughs> please do, do comment below on the post in on Facebook or talk to us in the uh, Discord and to let us know what your other favorite ones are. Like, I'm sure, Brian, you could probably think of 20 off the top of your head, but... Yeah, where's Code Geass on this list? It, it's, it was an incomplete list. I would give it that much. I, I noticed, like, Gundam is not on this Yeah, list. I think I edited I think I edited out Gundam and Macross and those kind of ones. I'm pretty sure I edited oh, yeah. some of the famous like, that ones. That would be a pretty big omission. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have Gundam or Macross? Yeah. I think you're missing something with the uh, the genre. <laughs> the two biggest ones, I would think. I can't... Mm-hmm. I don't think I Evangelion actually Evangelion wasn't on there either, but those no. those ones would be the biggest three. I would say they'd be the top three anime that uh, pretty much if you haven't watched those some of those at least. Pat, you've never watched Evangelion, have you? No. I would say it's an experience. <laughs> it is an experience. It's good. It, oh, yeah. The storytelling is is crazy, but it's, it is really well done. I like felt I felt uh, I felt betrayed after that. Uh, Darling in the Fronds. <laughs> you you got to keep your head down sometimes, but this time it's me telling you. Hey, I was pretty upfront about what that series. You was. did. You didn't. You didn't lie to us. <laughs> oh, uh, <God>. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you did. There was a, like a big disclaimer when you first talked about that. I'll give you that much. True. Uh, uh, we'll go into the Xville. I think we've we've covered everything. But please, we, we did. Yeah. it's a conversation starter, if anything. And if you've watched any of the ones we have no clue about, or if you want to correct us on anything we we're stupid about, please let us know about that too. Cause yeah, we, uh, or if there's any ones that we haven't seen that you would recommend, other than the like, let, let us know if Psychano does end with the world ending. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, uh, and yeah. You have to also remember, we're remembering this. Some of these were, we watched when we were like children. So if our memory yeah. wasn't 100% on that, it's blame all the alcohol. <laughs> uh, we'll be going to the Xville and we'll get the hell out of here. You got it. Let's Xville out of here. And this is the Xville. We're going to make it quick and short because this is a long one. We had a lot to talk about here. This but is uh, this is a long one. This was a long one. It was. It is. We. It's because there's a lot of. Who knew <laughs> there was still, a lot of mecha? Happening. <laughs> who knew there was a lot of uh, anime from mecha anime in Japan? Who knew that? It's. Who, I would never knew, have guessed. Who knew that mecha was so popular? I, I thought we were just a niche group. Yeah. Yeah. If we if our if our podcast was in Japanese, I think we'd get a few more hits. Just a few. All right. But Here since it's not, we need we'll, a Japanese guy person. That's right. Pat, you're fired. We need uh, a Japanese guy. I'm the wrong Asian. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get uh, it. <laughs> we, we will be back next month. Uh, please do go to that Discord, Mobile Armor Radio. Please go to our Facebook page. 
it's uh, both your fun places, and we post a lot of stuff. Okay. So, and we post different we, stuff. Uh, so it's, you got to go to both. We, uh, should we just mention that next month will be a little special episode? It, yeah, now you, yeah, we're gonna have a little point uh, five episode. Hopefully, we fingers crossed, nothing goes wrong. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have a special guest on the next one. Uh, Pat mentioned the Robotech RPG. Uh, this is a person who was involved in that, and he also just recently wrote a uh, Battletech book. So he's he's got his feet in both pools there. His name is uh, Brian Young. So check out uh, Honor's Gauntlet is the name of the book in the Robotech new Robotech RPG from is that Strange Machine makes that game? Is that book? I believe so. Uh, yeah, Strange Machine. I think it was. Yeah. So yeah, check out those things and prepare yourself. We're going to talk to Brian Young on the next. A little short episode, probably. We'll, uh, who knows how short it'll be, but we'll see. We'll talk to him. <laughs> so we're excited about that. And then we'll be back for the real episode in October. This is September already, guys. Can you believe the summer's almost over? That's right. <laughs> the, leaves, the leaves are starting to change outside. Are you nuts? That's crazy. No, I'm being serious. Oh, wow. I just noticed it today. Best thing is I live in Canada, but both of you guys are more north than I am. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yep, it's it's, it's, it's true. Crazy geography. Uh yeah. And with that geography class, I've been Rob. I've been Brian. I've been Chopper. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Good night. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at M Armor Radio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion.